Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson, recording this podcast at 11.30 at night before my big weekend trip to the mountains for mountain biking. That's right. I'm going with my father-in-law and brother-in-law. And so if I'm if I'm not back next week for the podcast, you'll know why. So 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 please pray for me this weekend. This is the one one time a year where I actually go mountain biking. Uh, I went last year for for really the first time, at least with them, uh, and hadn't really done it too much over the years. Uh, occasionally at, at maybe a camp or something, uh, but but looking forward to it, and and so excited to to share this interview with you today and and if you, i guess if you have any tips about mountain biking you can send me a, a tweet uh at bryce radio um but but today's interview with lorenzo alexander is awesome really good guy down to earth uh very likable and uh had, had some great things to say one thing really stood out and i'll share that after the interview so stick around for that also if you haven't subscribed to our weekday email devotional Check that out uh, on unpackingit.com. Also be looking out. We're, we're building a new website, so that'll release in, in just a little bit, uh, maybe a week or two, if not sooner. And we've also launched a new logo, so, so be looking out for that. So thanks for all the support. Uh, leave your comments on this podcast uh, in iTunes, and, and that helps us out a lot. Also, if you want to support us financially, that's encouraged and appreciated as well. You can go to unpackingit.com. But let's jump in. Here's Lorenzo Alexander. Our guest today is a linebacker for the Buffalo Bills. He played his college football at the University of California, and since joining the NFL in 2005, he has spent time with the Panthers, Redskins, Cardinals, and Raiders. He's a two-time Pro Bowler, and last year was a second-team All-Pro throughout his career. He has been recognized as his team's Walter Payton Man of the Year twice and the Athletes in Action called a Courage Award. He is a husband, father, and also leads the Aces Foundation. I'm pleased to be joined by Lorenzo Alexander to talk faith, football, and life right here on Unpacking It. Lorenzo, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, Really appreciate you guys having me on, especially to talk about my faith and how that's really impacted my life. Absolutely. We're we're psyched to hear all about it. And before we, we jump to that, how has the summer been for you and how was the 4th of July? Uh, the summer's been great, you know, really having some time off to kind of do my own thing, working out and stuff, but really more importantly, just engage my family, hang out with the kids, spend some time with my wife. We actually have a trip coming up where we're going to get away and just kind of hang out nice. with each other, away from the kids for the weekend. And then other than that, um, like I mentioned earlier, my brother's out here. Um, he's actually a, um, a basketball player, you know, naturally, but uh, he's going to be making that transition to play football at the next level. So trying to get my hands on him and help him out as much as I can. Oh, very cool. Well, well, that's awesome. And and of course, you've got just a, a few weeks left until training camp. But but the upcoming season with the Bills, you've got a new coaching staff. What are you looking forward to heading into your 13th season in the NFL? You know what? I'm just excited that, you know, to get after it, uh, this, to see this team under the new leadership of Sean McDermott come together, um, you know, as one and um, just build on some of the things that we really established in the offseason. As far as accountability, um, guys playing at a high level, paying attention to details, uh, really getting to know each other more. Um, mm. I definitely think that all pays off 
uh, when you're out there playing between the lines, when you can hold guys accountable, get in their face a little bit, also encourage them in a certain way because you know them a little bit better. Um, but I definitely see us uh, winning a few more games this year, and hopefully that uh, puts us in the playoffs. Absolutely. Well, throughout your career, you've played for, for multiple teams and, and multiple coaches. Is there a, a certain style or, or personality that, that you maybe respond to the, the best, or, or what have you learned just kind of that dynamic between you personally and kind of the, the right. tone that the head coach sets? Yeah, for me um, – I just want a coach that is genuine and true to himself uh, mm. because everybody's different. Everybody has different attributes and strong points and weaknesses. And when I feel when a coach is not being true to that, it comes across as phony mm. um, and people and, and, and guys especially can see right through that. So there's not the same type of buy-in, you know, at this point in my career and really anytime I could play for anybody because I just really wanted an opportunity, but the more genuine you are, the more you, you set up the structure around how you coach, I think it's better for the guys. And, and obviously, I think um, uh, depending on, you know, how loose or how disciplined that is, works better for certain teams. You know, young teams need more discipline. A more veteran team could probably really have a little bit more uh, range as far as freedom and what they can do because, mm. you know, you can trust them. So um, I think it's also important, you know, that uh, the ownership and the GM knows their team and brings in a head coach that's definitely going to help that team reach its full potential. It makes sense. It's going to be fun to see the Sean McDermott and, and just bringing just kind of a, a new feel to the Bills. We're joined by, by Bills linebacker Lorenzo Alexander here on Unpacking It. And, and I mentioned you're heading into your 13th season. So how do you continue yeah. to, to stay motivated and passionate about <laughs> playing? And, and why do you yeah. keep playing? You know, it's all about, uh, I, I, you know, I write a blog in the off season, and um, I'm doing this uh, leadership piece right now. And yeah. It's all about, um, you know, football is so hard to play. And you have to have a reason. It's knowing your why. Mm. And I think at certain different times in your life, it changes. Uh, you know, I didn't grow up a Christian. So early in my career was, you know, can I get to college mm. um, for a scholarship? Then it was, uh, can I, you know, make a lot of money? Um, then can I, you know, can you be famous? But at the end of the day, yeah. you know, what I've learned, you know, since the conversation in 2008, if you set your eyes on honoring God and worshiping him um, in your everyday life with the gifts that he's blessed you with, it covers everything. Mm -hmm. You don't have to change. You don't have to, you don't have to switch up. So um, that's why I still continue to play. He's given me that ability to still be able to go out there and play at a high level with, you know, 22, 24, 25 year olds. Um, uh, and bring something to the table, not just hanging out, but actually impacting the game in a positive way and in, in, in a leadership role as well. Um, so that's why I continue to play um, because he's given me that, that, that gift. Uh, Cause a couple of years ago I was injured had tore my Liz Frank and mm. quite honestly had thought about shutting it down. Yeah. Um, but uh, by God's grace, he restored my body and now I'm out there running around and, and still making an impact and having fun doing it. And I think that's, that's the key. When I stop enjoying the process you know, the grind that as people refer it to, that's when I'll stop because without the enjoying that process, you'll never fulfill your complete uh, potential out there on the field on Sundays. That makes sense. And what's so cool too is last year was, was maybe your best season throughout your career. So uh, getting, getting better yeah. even at the end of your career, which is, which is pretty awesome. But, but when you do look back at the beginning of your career, when you went undrafted, you're trying to find the, the, the right team, what was that time like for you personally and, and even maybe an impact on your faith? And, and then how do right. you, you view that time now, especially in light of the career that you've ended up having? Yeah, it was definitely a struggle. You know, um, 
definitely hard times because I don't think anybody, you know, grows up, you know, in the backyard saying, oh, I want to be on the practice squad. Oh, I want to <laughs> make it to the NFL and get cut a couple of times. That's not, that's not part of your plan or your dream True. Of, uh, of, you know, becoming a professional athlete. So it was definitely hard, you know, definitely being one of the guys that had been, you know, maybe one of the best guys on their team, you know, whether it was Pop Warner, high school or college, you know, guys that to, that would look to for leadership and to be making big, big plays. And now to kind of be re- relegated to a, a backup player kind of on a team, not really pseudo, you know, pseudo NFL guy was uh, definitely a, a hard hit uh, to my ego and humbled me. Mm. And it was, I think, quite frankly, something that I needed because, until maybe my, you know, second or third year in the league, I really didn't know what it meant to, like, work and, and making this my job, my passion on a year-round basis. Uh, I think I got, I got by for so long on just having natural ability. And, you know, I will work out and do the, the things the coaches ask me to do. But to be great, you have to do so much more, so much more that goes into it um, on an everyday basis, uh, going beyond what the coaches have you do. Um, because if you want to take that next step forward, you have to push yourself and you're the only true person that knows your limits. Mm-hmm. And um, so internalizing that, and it started pushing my limits and um, got through that, that time in my career. But it was something I needed and definitely look back at it now as something that I really appreciate and I need to go through. Because if I didn't go through that, I think like a lot of guys that, you know, necessarily maybe, you know, first rounders that are giving stuff don't necessarily make it as long because yeah. they don't understand the, the hard grind and the starting from the bottom and going all the way up. And that's, you know, neither here nor there is not really the person. It's more about human nature and human, you know, just natural tendencies with what people like to do. So something that has allowed me to play 13 years in the league because I have that, that hard, that hard nose, you know, being cut, practice squad undrafted type of mentality. Every time I step into training camp, even now that I feel like I'm comfortable, mm. I still approach it like I'm that, that guy that was, that's on the bubble getting ready to be cut. Oh, I love it. I, and I, I saw this quote on the, the Players' Tribune that, that you wrote a few months ago, quote, my career has not been a fairy tale, but I wouldn't change it for anything. This is the plan God has for me, and I'll trust in that. So I think that summarizes right. what, what you were just saying, which is, which is really neat. And, and yes, because oftentimes we think too little, too small, or we think it all wrong, you know, mm. in comparison to God's plan for our life. So um, I've definitely learned over my career to let the rank, to let to let it go and, and just give it all to him. And it's taking time and I still got to work on it, but I'm definitely more um, in line with his will these days versus, you know, trying to take over myself and do my own thing. Amen. Lorenzo Alexander, linebacker for the Buffalo Bills, joining us here on Unpacking It. And in talking about your faith, what what was your life like before you started following Jesus? And, and then what was really the turning point in your life where you decided, all right, I, I surrender and, and I'm going to start following Jesus? You know, I think the biggest thing is that I was just kind of all over the place. There really was no sound foundation that my life had, was built on. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you talk about the story in Matthew where we all hear, hear the message. You know, we all have heard about Jesus and God in, in some sort of fashion, whether it's your grandmother, friends. If you used to go to church, you, you, you know, your dad may be the pastor. And some people build their house on sand and some people build on the rock. And when mm-hmm. the storm comes, uh, which I was, I wasn't a believer. Um, or didn't practice it every day, or didn't, didn't follow him genuinely, you know, when, when the storms came, uh, my life got turned upside down because I had nothing to stand on, nothing to grab onto. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I didn't necessarily hand, handle uh, adversities or setbacks in my life uh, very well, you know, whether that was through uh, drinking too much or inappropriate um, relationships with women 
um, you know, my day-to-day attitude, whatever it may have been, however it manifests itself, it wasn't a proper way. Um, now, um, that I kind of, I, well, not kind of, that I stand on, on the, um, the rock of Christ, it's, it's much more easier to get through those type of things because I have something to grasp onto. Mm-hmm. I have someone that I can depend on. I realize that I can't do it on my own, and I always have Christ there um, to get me through those times, um, just through his love, his grace, his mercy, and understanding that it, it, it just made it, has made it a lot better. And I think the biggest thing that happened in my life that really made that change for me was when um, a teammate of mine, Sean Taylor, passed in 2007. Mm. And it just really made me reflect. I mean, because mm. at that time, you know, being an athlete, you know, you, you're young, you're dumb, you think you're invincible. <laughs> and, you know, that really made me reflect, like, what have I done outside of help myself, you know, with this platform and gift that I have to really impact other people? Mm. Um, because Sean was 20, I think he was 24. We were the same age at the time. <sighs> um, and he was actually going through the process of finding God, becoming a better person, and, um, you know, really making that change in his life. And I was like, man, this, I could be gone tomorrow, wow. you know? So, and I had some, some guys like James Thrash, Ronaldo Wynn, uh, Kevin oh, yeah. Ghostin, um, it's a lot of guys, you know, that constantly were, um, just talking to me, pouring into me and not Bible thumping, but just, you know, building relationships and you could just see Christ pouring out through them. And I didn't know what it was at the time, but once Sean passed, you know, I just started inquiring more got with our team chaplain, Pastor Brett Fuller, and um, has never looked back. And from there, it's just been constantly trying to grow each and every day, every year, and and, and become more Christ-like in my day-to-day walk, and not just talking about it, but actually living it. And I think that was the the biggest thing for me, seeing guys actually do that and not have that double standard um, life that often people can have um, when they say they're Christian. Wow, it's powerful. Lorenzo Alexander, linebacker for the Buffalo Bills, sharing his his journey of faith with us today on Unpacking It and, and love hearing that. And, and, and always am encouraged when I hear that that other guys poured into somebody to help them, you know, understand it and 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 really live it out so that there's an example. And and Ronaldo wins a good friend of mine too, so I, I know that he's he's that guy. But but for you yeah. now at, at this stage of your career, how important is it for you to then pour into the the next generation of of people? But but also specifically well, just yeah. with your role at, as an NFL player and the guys in the locker room. Well, yeah, you know, being you know when I was a youngster, that that was Ronaldo wins' role, and now being you know the, the old, I'm the oldest guy on my team. I've <laughs> I've, I've stepped into that role, and you know, it's just kind of like the cycle of life. And I still have people that I still talk to Ronaldo, those guys to, to still help me grow because they've gone through some things through their transition that I will eventually get to. True. Um, but but now that I'm in the locker room and I'm that guy, I am that new Ronaldo Win or James Thrash. Um, I'm just trying to make sure each and every day that I'm allowing Christ to shine through me and I'm not doing anything that's going to prohibit anybody from wanting to, to live or turn their life over to Christ. Um, mm, so, you know, just, you know, and that's just every day, you know, just building great relationships, being kind, looking for ways to serve. Um, you know, I think oftentimes your, your actions speak louder than your words uh, because that gives you a foothold in somebody's life when they can kind of, they're always watching, you know, oh, yeah. they're always watching. Is it, is it adding up? Does it make sense? And then once it, it's genuine to them, you know, then they come, hey, so what about this about my life? You know, then, it, then it's more, it's more well-received uh, because they know you're coming from a place of love and a, and a place of realness, too, and you're not just phony and fake and just speaking it because it sounds good. So now that's what, I, what I'm doing in the locker room, just trying to make sure guys are, are mature, 
are being um, being wise, you know, with their off the field stuff, whether it's with yeah. um, relationships with their, their their mother or their wives, their um, the mothers of their kids, whatever it may be, um, um, however they're living, and just trying to help them see. Because I used to do some crazy stuff, mm. and when people say oh, they they can't see it because grace is all over me now, but yeah. I you know I share it so. So they know I was there, bro. I know. I That's know right. what you're going through. I was there. So uh, just trying to speak some truth in their lives like that because I just know how stupid I used to be. And now, you know, following Christ is so much better, so much easier in the sense that you don't create more issues than what life is already going to throw at True. you. Um, and I think that's what people fail to realize. They always feel like they're going to um, – they're being bounded down. But really it's just all about giving you freedom because you're not creating all this other – bondage and other mm. other baggage that's going to weigh you down in the long run um so, so yeah so that's what i just try to do each and every day in, in the locker room and, and it's been um um great for me too folks because i'm obviously impacting the future generation in our locker room but it's also allowed me to stay in, in the in the locker room longer because coaches and gms and, and ownership value that type of stuff especially in the day and age that we're living in oh amen because it's so valuable and and coaches see it they 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 know that that it's important for sure and and it, it's just I, I love watching across the league seeing key guys like you really lead the way and especially later on in their career so lorenzo alexander our guest right now and, and really just sharing some great truth and and i was looking at your your twitter page and and the verse that you have there second timothy 1 7 for god gave us a spirit not of fear but of power and love and self-control what, what does that verse mean to you, and, and why did you pick that one to, to put out there on, on social media? Um, you know, that, that just constantly reminds me of, of who God made me to be, who he called me to be. Um, I think um, just in the world and our culture in general, uh, you know, everything is, you know, especially as man, you know, fear, you know, sex, power. Mm. Um, and when I say power, it's more like uh, – you know, greed, yeah, not prestige, not, not you know what I mean, prestigeness. You know, it's it's all about that. Where that's not the type of spirit that God has has put inside of me, mm. and it just gives me a sound foundation to always fall back onto, to always encourage somebody with when they're when they're struggling or going through some things. Of this is what you were made for. This is what you were made to do. Um, and I just want to you know, this is just a great encouraging um, scripture that just always reminds me of of who God who God is and who, who I am within him. I love it. Lorenzo Alexander with us on Unpacking It. And you're also a, a, a husband and a father. What, what do you love most about being a dad? And, and where are you at in the journey right now? <laughs> you have four kids, is that right? Yeah, I have four. We have one that's in college right now, University of Arizona. She's going to her senior year. We have a uh, – how old is Zoe? I, I feel like she's 30 by the way she acts, <laughs> but she's only eight – Nice. And then Mason is seven, and then the baby is uh, – he'll be three in August. And so we kind of, we have a big spectrum, so I'm all over the place dealing with adult issues and, you know, baby issues. And yep. it's uh, really been a blessing um, just to kind of just watch him grow, uh, especially with the younger ones recently. I mean, I'm just really looking at, at them, and I can just see – uh, the good and the bad of me in them, if Ooh, that makes sense. You yep. know, just the characteristics that I pass down. And I'm yep. like, man, that is me. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's me. I can't even be mad at them sometimes. I'm like, I was the same way. And, uh, you know, your parents always say, you know, your kid's going to be worse, right? That's right. You know, so, uh, so, you know, I, I've, I've had that call with my, with my parents and have apologized many of times uh, already. But, uh, 
it's it's good. I, I really love it. Um, it's it's been a blessing to just watch them grow, to be able to pour into them, um, help them to learn. It, you know, it's like being the ultimate coach. You know, you you find so much joy when they when they learn something, get something. Uh, whether it's you know the way they treat people, their attitude, um, a, a skill um, in sports or whatever it may be, and I'm just really enjoying it and soaking it up as much as I can uh, because I know it's gonna go by fast. Because uh, my oldest daughter's in college, and you know, you know, semi semi independent. Oh yeah. Uh, in in a way, and you just you know you kind of um, sometimes miss these times that you had when she was a, a little baby. So just want to make sure I soak it all in so I don't have any regrets later. Um, as far as missing out. That's right. And then on the other side of it, uh, in, in regards to, to marriage, what is maybe yeah. one key piece of wisdom that, that you've learned or experienced in marriage that, that has helped you as a husband? You know what? It's, it's, it's constantly um, extending grace. I mean, that's for, and it's both sides, really, um, because it's not easy, but it's definitely uh, worth everything that, you have to put into marriage for it to be successful um, because you're really leaving a legacy and a great example of what Christ looks like. Cause that's the ultimate, I think example of, of what Christianity is, is, is in, is in a good marriage. Mm. So uh, even though me and my wife have our issues at times, uh, we always are moving towards Christ. And because of that, we're willing to forgive each other, um, willing to accept each other, love each other, uh, through the good and the bad. And I think that's the key. Always move towards Christ. And if you are both moving towards Christ, you're moving closer to each other. Um, and, and that's probably the biggest thing I would say that I, I have learned um, over the last nine years. And, you know, as men, we, we constantly got to keep up our learning curve because we don't know we don't know as much as we think we know about our wives. <laughs> <laughs> it's always always learning and growing and, and, and continuing right. to, to, to grow closer in Christ. No question about it. That's great advice. I, I'm encouraged by that myself. Well, I, I do want to ask you about your, your foundation as well, LorenzoAlexander.org, and it's the ACES Foundation. Well, what's the passion behind what you're doing to, to impact youth and, and, and the community? Yeah, you know, growing up, there were so many people that uh, helped me become who I am today. Um, I realized my success is not my own. You know, mm. obviously my mother played a huge part. My uncle, who stepped in as a surrogate father um, until my dad really, you know, stepped up, and he's a changed man. He actually gave his life over to Christ, too. So oh, we have a great relationship today. Um, and then countless coaches and other people that you just cross paths, uh, whether it's teammates or whatnot, that pour into you and help you become a better person. So um, I understand that that's not the reality for a lot of kids, especially in the inner city where I grew up in Oakland, Chicago, Detroit, mm. you know, most inner cities around the country, there are um, a, a lot of um, adverse in- environments that kids have to deal with. Um, not to their own fault. And I, I'm just trying to be a person that stands in the gap, much like my uncle did for me growing up, and uh, provide some resources, uh, some relationship um, to help them realize what's already inside of them. You know, we talk about that spirit again, you know, that you've been blessed with a, with a power and, and love and a sound mind, and you have the ability to tap into it, and I want to help you realize it, uh, help you grow it and cultivate it, and then ultimately inspire you to do the same thing I'm doing now and give back. Mm. And so that's where the, that's where the motivation comes from. And right now we work on a lot of like STEM programs, um, with a civic engagement, uh, I guess backdrop. So we're equipping kids to be successful in life. You know, obviously technology is is the new thing these days. Definitely. So we try to push kids in those, in those areas. But once you have 
that knowledge base, how do you now come back and impact your communities and change them in a way that you think it should be? And that's through civic engagement, you know, the law, legislation, uh, politics. So also equipping them in, in that way as well so they can build relationships in that arena so that they can help change their communities. Because too often today you see, um, you know, something happens, something bad happens, and people get angry and that energy is misused. It just mm-hmm. continues, I think, in my mind, perpetuates a a, uh, a bad stereotype about my community. Mm-hmm. Instead of being using that energy in a, in a proactive way, productive way, that creates real systemic change. Um, you know, so that's, that's what I'm trying to help kids learn. They have power. Even at a young age, you have power in your voice. Mm-hmm. You just have to gear it in a certain way. That's good. The ACES Foundation's mission to support youth through emphasizing self-accountability, taking pride in our community, striving for educational excellence while promoting a healthy mind and body through sports. So LorenzoAlexander.org. And, and man, just appreciate your uh, your, your passion and, and heart for uh, your family, but also for the community and, and for uh, just the game of football, too, and the impact that you're having while playing um, and so I'm, I'm thankful for, for just your, your passion through it all. Uh, but I did want to ask you just a couple of fun questions. We, we call this segment tap, sure. tap drill. Uh, and so we'll just uh, bounce around some, some quick questions. Who, who was your favorite athlete growing up? <laughs> I love Deion Sanders, especially oh. when he played for my, my, my 49ers growing up. I just liked he, you know, he played every sport, obviously, you know, he's a track athlete, could play baseball, uh, uh, Hall of Fame cornerback, uh, and then he had that swag. Oh, I was yeah. a bigger kid. I was a, li- I was a lineman growing <laughs> up, and I just wanted to have that type of swag so bad, and he backed it up with his play. So, you know, now that I've gotten smaller throughout my career, I try to have a little bit more swag about my game, and and uh, so Deion Sanders uh, is probably my favorite athlete. I was a fan myself and loved doing the high-stepping in the backyard. Always, always right. fun. Yep. All right, what about yep. your, your, your favorite song or artist you listen to before games? Wow. Uh, that kind of changes a lot. But lately I have been listening to a lot of Bizzle. He's, mm. probably, he's, he's part of like that Lecrae 116. Oh, yeah. Crew, uh, a lot of truth music, so it's, it's still hip hop rap, but they, you know, they give me the truth about the streets, the struggle, uh, God, just life in general. So um, I really like his Crowns and Crosses album. Mm. Uh, it's, 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 it's a lot of real messages on there that I think people should listen to, and that's that's definitely in the playlist uh, before games. Just to really tap into my spirit. I'm trying to before the game, I'm trying to listen to anything and, and do anything that's going to get my spirit moving. So when I'm out on the field, I have God with me. I like it. Very cool. What about the last movie that you saw? The last movie I saw was Cars Three. Uh, nice kids uh last week so i you know most of the time i'm seeing kids movies these days <laughs> nothing but, wrong with uh, that I, 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 yeah I, lo- I love them you know i think pixar does a great job with the movies i, I was actually surprised with the ending i didn't know it was a little a little twist for me and uh I, I really enjoyed it probably just as much as the kids did nice i gotta see that i i'm a, I'm a fan of the I, I think i've only seen the first one but but good good series anyway all right here's kind yeah. of a, a, a random question what old school technology do you wish was still being used or, or maybe something that you have fond memories of using when you were younger? Wow. Fond memories <laughs> of when I was younger, what did I used to use? Uh, I don't know because the game systems have gotten better. That's, that's a hard one. You it's threw me tough. Off with that one. But yep. I, could, I could tell you this, though. I actually still use this old school thing, and it was actually out before – 
I was alive, and that's my uh, 1966 uh, Ford Mustang. So Ooh. that's that's an old school toy that I actually have. I have one now. My dad had one growing up, oh. and so when I got of age, I was like 18. He actually got me got me a one, and I've put a lot of work into it over the years, and it's uh, it's pretty nice these days. I like it. Very, very cool. All right, last one. It's the off-season. It was just 4th of July. What's your favorite food to eat during the off-season that maybe you don't eat during the season? Oh, man. Well, you know what? Because, you know, I used to be 315 pounds. Ooh, now yeah. I'm about 235. So there's a lot of food that I don't eat no time <laughs> around. But um, go-to for 4th of July was pretty much everything. I had to have my mac and cheese. There I had to go. have the ribs, the beans. I ate a bit of everything. But if I'm going to go to the anything, any time of the day, any time of the year, that I normally deprive myself of is, is breakfast and it's like pancakes. I got to have me a, a tall stack of pancakes. I love it. I love it. Me too. I'm right there with you. Well, man, Lorenzo had a blast talking with you. Thanks so much for joining us today on unpacking it and wish you the best this season with the bills. And, and hopefully we can catch up again. I appreciate you anytime. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I thought he had a lot of great things to say. His thoughts on on coaching and the coaches that he's had over the years going into his 13th season, his thoughts on that. And then, of course, his faith journey, uh, really encouraging to hear. But the one thing that, that stood out to me that, that I wanted to discuss was his comment about uh, kind of his faith journey, but also the role that he now has impacting the, the younger guys in the locker room and, and just his teammates and basically helping them to avoid some of the, the scenarios that cause them more trouble. And, and last week I talked uh, on the podcast uh, about how following Jesus is hard. Life is hard and there are, there are tests and challenges that strengthen our faith and, and God allows those things to happen so that uh, we depend on him and and grow spiritually. Well, what I want to discuss today is a little bit different, and and, and I think Lorenzo is on to something in, in what he was talking about because a lot of times we bring difficulty and struggles onto ourselves that are unnecessary because it's it's because of disobedience. It's because of going our own selfish way that then we find ourselves in scenarios that are difficult to deal with and, and they're a result of sin. And, and so God has designed our lives in this, in this, this, this world for us to, to obey him and his word that he's given us in order to avoid a lot of these, these issues. That, that's why he gives us these, these boundaries. It's not to take away and, and, and there's really a lot of freedom in that because we can trust that his way is the best way. And, and so we can avoid so much um, just, by, just by following his way. And, and so it's very simple, but when we start going our own way, then that's when a, a lot of this unnecessary trouble enters our lives. And I think sometimes we get confused with that difference where there are just unfortunate situations in life, death, sickness, you know, job struggles, those types of things that, that allow us and give us those opportunities to grow. And, and then there are other just situations where we actually can avoid it. Now, either way, we can grow and it ultimately draws us to the Lord. And, and hopefully we, we end up on our knees in surrender and brokenness and, and, and rest in the, the, the grace 
that Jesus provides us uh, because of what he did on the cross. But, but, but I just thought Lorenzo brought up a, a good point there. And so I love that he's having that impact on the guys in the locker room, and I hope that that's had an impact on people listening today. So thank you for checking out the podcast today. Would love to know your thoughts. You can send me an email, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Always love hearing from you. And we'll be back next week, as long as I survive the mountain biking trip, right here on the Unpacking It podcast.